Well, today's podcast is going to be something different. I, I think I've explained that I used to be in import-export, not the real import-export, but I used to work with factories when I was in like my fashion when I did I had a period where I was selling my clothes to uh, different stores for the university kids to buy and um, what happened was I got really good at knowing the factories overseas and distribution and freight forwarding and all that stuff about you know uh, import export so or trading and not in the stock market manner. But that put me in a direction where I learned a lot of things uh, really fast about buying and selling and then about the marketplace and about retailers versus wholesalers and distribution companies. And I really think you guys really need to get into that. I really think that now I'm going to make that an acquirement with the... Uh, homeschool because that have helped out a lot and honestly I am very shocked that that is not more demanded because that that is highly important to know you really don't know much if you don't know how your food is being delivered from start to finish and how it gets there in great detail because to know that is to know your world. It's the foundation of your world around you. So as I'm saying that, this is my point. Um, dealing with third-party brokers like dealership, car dealerships, um, uh, the middleman of any sort, you realize that you are not trying to go through a middleman if you have the cash or you have the credit or you have whatever. You're the source or let's say your trust is a source or your association, whoever's making that purchase or obtaining that uh, credit. In, in this way, our world have put out some rules that when you become a retailer in order to you know, get yourself sold, you become so desperate that you're willing to do what everyone else is doing just to get your stuff sold. But at a certain point, when you reach a level of excellence, you know, there's some companies that have and do do this. I'm not talking about them, of course. But you start to realize that you just don't take Federal Reserve notes. You just don't take certain currencies. You just don't take certain ways to, you know, get that credit back for what you're selling. You know, um, most people say bartering, you know, which bartering is again what you're doing except you're just adding paper to it uh do it have the same weight as it has in the past no everyone should know that that's something else again we have in our homeschool to know it's not not everything is the same and not everything values is the same it's not the same value you can't put that out there across the board with everything like everything has the same value so that in mind brokers middlemen when you are 
taking on a transaction because you are a broker, you should be willing to accept all forms of payment, all forms. But if you're connected to a, a monopolized system and they monopolize other people from taking because of you're on a contract, that's a different story. That doesn't mean you still can't make money. And I'm talking to the individual retailers out there because I hate to say it, but you guys are the problem. You are. All the mom and pops out here, I'm sorry, you guys are trying to just sell. But guess what? You're shooting off your foot. You're shooting it yourself. You can accept all forms of payment. You're thinking, oh, I won't get paid for that. You just put in place what PayPal and all those third parties did. Those are just basic people that came up with good ideas. And you bought into that good idea. Every day that they sell something or a, a version of their technology or their invention, you're buying a piece of that every day. You're, it's like a stock without it being registered. You believe in them and that's more because you're exchanging those Federal Reserve notes to, or ex, you know, using the exchange through PayPal, which is a third party. But everyone can go to the source. Not everyone understands that. There's plenty of good amount of people out there that do get this. I'm talking to those people mostly that understand it. But you, you are the ones that are in control. You have, back when I was younger, my grandmother would send us up to the store and she would have a credit. What happened to that? That system. Yeah, everyone turned bad and everything. I'm saying like, oh, I'm a steal from you or whatever. But that was because everyone is getting inflation and somebody has to, you know, have it in them to band together to make a plan in your community to accept certain forms of payment. And that could be okay and regulate that. But to just say, oh, we're just going to accept this form of payment and this one only, you, you, that's insane because that actually cuts off your foot. It doesn't hurt the person that you are binding to, except they monopolize everything. And you're the one doing that because you're signing the exclusive contract. So you're blaming them when they asked you, you said yes, because you need the money, but you can't blame them. You signed the contract and now the customers have to pay for it. The problem is the middle people. The middleman is the inflation. If the middleman stop with making everything so complicated, it's a transaction. As long as the person can prove that the money is theirs and it's legal, pay for the transaction and get it over with. No, we have to be treated like we're mafia. We have to be treated if we're doing something good, like we just robbed somebody. And we'd have no affiliation with that. But because that store is desperate to get someone to buy their stuff, which if you're online, just my opinion, if you're online and you know it's like a specialty store or something you're selling that's like a niche, you should be online, period. You shouldn't be offline having a store of your own unless you got some sugar daddy or sugar mama or somebody on the side that's helping keeping that store open or you have some side businesses that's keeping that store open. Other than that, I don't understand why you are offline you know 
offline people consist of people that need to walk in, do paperwork, sit down for a while, need to have some type of consultation. You know, it's to me, that's the level you should be offline. Yeah, it's if the retailers and small businesses accept more than that form of payment and they back it with something, for instance, you guys back it with some type of collateral. Collateral means anything that somebody wants. If you have, okay, I'm, I'm gonna be a little unrealistic, but I'm, I'm trying to get you to get the point. And plus I'm a Gemini, I'm dramatic. So the point is, if you take someone, you know, some roses, they could really, really like those roses and then use that as rose tea. You know, rose tea could heal something that they had wrong and you didn't know that. Well, that tea, those roses that were so simple, just saved that person's life. And now what you're willing to give for that. You know what I'm saying? You know, like you, anything is worth whatever you put to it. You just have to now get organized and regulated through it. Where if that person don't give something in return, what is the consequences? A town meeting or a community center can figure that out. And then now the neighborhood can, you know, return to normal. Now you can go back to selling your freeze cups and all the stuff we used to do back in the day and be healthy about it. You know, just add that extra payment. We used to get creative back in the day. I miss those times. You know, kids, at least, we were definitely very creative. You know, I remembered swapping penny candy for, you know, Cracker Jack inside things and doing all types of (laughs) crazy stuff back in the day. This is just no creativity. This is laying down and just going, okay, you know what? We're going to only do this and that's it. By law, even, you could do more than that. It's only through contracts if you sign them that they're different. But I'm just kind of disappointed because I can't believe that when I seen that, that the person was like, is, is, you know, you could tell they're completely, they didn't know, you know, the laws and the acts and the stipulations because they were saying things that they did in their terms and conditions that breaks the law. They wouldn't admit that if they understood it. So my point is, you guys, retailers, if you're not signed under an exclusive monopolized contract, you can accept things. You know, you can barter. It will bring back the neighborhoods. I know one thing. I'm going to that store that's going to put a credit on there. And even if you give people credits, if you tell them I'll pay them still in your Federal Reserve note, that's better than what we're doing right now. Anything's better than just going, no, I just accept Federal Reserve notes. Those are, what's the backing? What's backing those? Because I'm sorry, my debt isn't paid. It doesn't say the debt, you can pay a debt with a debt. I, that's not, I mean, if you can find it, you know. Yeah, they said they'll accept the Federal Reserve notes, but I'd rather pay it and pay it for real. Like, have real lawful money or currency or something that they will accept and put a credit not like okay well it's discharged it's it's set off oh well so put it up with your trust you know 
Anyway, I just wanted to vent about that. I'm Kiki. Thank you for listening. <laughs>